Welcome to the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. I created this podcast for one reason and one reason only. I want to help you live your best life while you journey out here as a human for an average of 28,000 days. Tune in for conversations, inspiration, tips and tricks for freeing yourself from the bullshit that weighs you down so you can create a full and happy life, a life that is worthy of you. Welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. Really, really excited to share my guest with you this week, Miss Yamari Negron. Um, frustrated by her own healing and transformation journey, certified trauma support specialist and intuitive life coach Yamari Negron founded Namaste and Slay. Namaste and Slay combines trauma-informed tools, mindset principles, and alternative energy healing techniques to help individuals break free from the patterns and wounds that are holding them back from living their best life. Now I have to tell you, I've been working with Yamari myself for what, um, you're going to have to confirm that. I think what, two years even, what has it been two years, probably a year and a half, two years. I don't even know. Yamari has helped me release so much shit that I didn't even know was there amazing 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 soul amazing light worker this chick is a healer for real for real um amazing tools that i've been able to um add to my toolbox you know this woman helped me really build my toolbox around healing i'm so excited to share her with you here on the unfiltered with cara podcast take a listen enjoy and then make sure that you reach out to her because wherever you are, you probably have some trauma and some bullshit that you have buried somewhere inside of you that could use some healing. And she is so amazing to help you dig, find those things and fix them. And you know, I'm all about you going back and literally facing whatever is blocking you, you know? And so, yeah, take a listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. I am so excited to bring you this amazing human being that you're going to get the opportunity to listen to, Miss Yamari Negron. I've been friends with her. She's been coaching me, um, but really it's just this soul-based connection like none other. I am so truly honored and blessed to have you in my life. Thank you for everything that you've done to bring me to where I am in my healing journey. And I cannot um, be more proud and more excited to share you with um, my audience, with people who love me and who probably have seen the growth in me and and, and probably are wondering where they come from, right? And so <laughs> I'm giving you one of the tools in my tool shed today. Um, so you, tell baby. us about you. Let the audience know um, your journey, who you are, what you do, and um, the whole healing thing, you know, because I think everyone now, whether they want to do this work or not, they're being triggered to do it because you get yeah. moon shift and these, these, uh, uh, you know, planet shifts and all that stuff. So tell us, give us the lowdown. Okay, girl. That's a lot. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. Um, again, my name is Yamari. I'm a trauma informed life coach. I'm also an intuitive healer. Um, and really what brought me on this journey was my own path of healing. Um, and honestly, I'm still doing it every day with you guys, right? Like I by no means am immune to the collective energy shifts that you're talking about, to the societal shifts that we're experiencing, right? Um, so really what brought me to this space was my own frustration with my healing journey was, you know, that path of like, nothing seems to be working. I'm reading the self-help books. I'm going to the damn tarot readers and the healers. Um, I'm doing the actual mindset work, the psychology work, going through the the therapist, going to counseling and coaching and just feeling like I was still stuck and stagnant in my life, that I would experience progress, but feel like I was taking 10 steps back. And kind of like out of my own frustration and rebellion is how Namaste and Slay was born. I didn't know that this is what it was going to be. Um, Initially, when I launched my channel, it was a cathartic tool. I was just posting quotes up to help me get through my process of healing because I was going through a divorce. 
at the time. I was going through my own spiritual awakening, not even knowing that that's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that's what brought me here. You asked me a lot of questions that I hope that I answered. Yeah, you did. You did. (laughs) You did. And, you know, um, you and I met, what, almost two years now? Two years ago, yeah. Right? Um, And it was crazy because, you know, when someone's really meant to end up in your life, like, come hell or high water, it's going to happen. I I saw you at the um, opening reception in LA at this event. And then I remember you know, you had to run, you know, we were having a cocktail, you had to run. And then I couldn't find you all night. And I was like, I got to meet this girl, I need to get her information. (laughs) I had gotten enough to know, you know, I had found out enough about you that I knew I needed to connect with you. And then the next day, when I went into that room where they were having the conference, the only seat available was next to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ding! (laughs) Right? (laughs) And, uh, and then we started working with each other very shortly thereafter. And, um, you know, when you talk about the fact that you've done the work and then you've, you've, you've done the reading and things like that, I was there, but it's like, you know, there are so many, we have the four bodies that you talk about many times when you work with me, the emotional body and this and that. And, you know, sometimes you do all of the mental work and then you don't do the emotional work and then you can't figure out or the spiritual work and you can't figure out why all of the stuff that you are doing is not working. So can you talk about that? Because yeah. for me, I, I thought, I mean, I had read the books, I did the paradigm shift and I did the affirmations and I'm like, yes. And then it's like, why am I still feeling low? Why are things still not coming as it's supposed to? Why am I not manifesting? Why am I manifesting shit that is not what I'm summoning? Mm-hmm. But yet, apparently I was. So yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah, so as you mentioned, for me, where again, born out of my frustration, what I realized is I was doing a lot of the same things. I was doing a lot of what they're teaching us out there, which is like, do the mindset work, do the habit formation changes. But I believe, and what I have found through my healing journey was what I noticed is when I start looking at healing as a layered approach, meaning I have a mental body, my mind, I have an emotional body, the feelings, um, I have a spiritual body and I have a physical body. When I start looking at my healing process through those lenses, meaning like, is the way I'm thinking matching the way that I'm feeling, matching the way that I'm showing up in the world, matching my daily rituals and practices, Are those things combined? When I started looking at it through that approach, that's when my life started really shifting quickly. Because that's, when you think about it, that's really what alignment is, is are you embodying the energy of what you want to attract? Are you embodying the energy of what you want to be? And so to simplify it, it's just looking at your life through that lens. Like, okay, so I say I want this, but am I showing up in a way that can, that matches that? And am I just trying to manifest through sheer will, meaning like changing the habits without changing the mindset or changing the mindset without addressing like, why is it that I even feel this way to begin with? What's at the root cause of all of this pain? See, a lot of us, especially those of us who are hustlers, very successful women like you, right? We're really good at manifesting through anger. And if you look at the the chart, right, a chart um, of emotions and frequency, anger is still at the bottom, Right. Anger still at the bottom. Now it's better than depression. Effort to manifest. It takes, like you said, your whole will, your whole being. Exactly. The other space you can manifest from. Exactly. So a lot of us. Now finally there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So a lot of us who have um, overcome a lot of stress and adversity, we're manifesting from that place of anger and anxiety and fear. And although that's way better than the other emotions we're manifesting from, that's still at the bottom of the frequency scale. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of fucking manifesting through anger. And so what served us on our journey of- The word is I'm fucking tired for real. Exactly. Like not tired like we're just saying and I'm tired of doing that. No, but like I'm tired. Exactly. Because <laughs> it takes so much effort yes. to manifest from there. So the Share. energy you're putting you. in, exactly. The energy you're putting in is the energy you're taking out and you're basically manifesting through an energy of struggle. And some of us are really good at it. You know, raise his hand here. No. Exactly. But I got to a point where I was just, so I was so done. I was just like, you know what? I, I no longer want this. I no longer want to have to experience pain to manifest. And so what I realized I had to do was really dive deep and look at all my childhood wounding, my generational trauma that taught me that 
I had to do more. I had to learn more. I had to be more in order to manifest. And so what the process that we've done together is look at, okay, who are we really outside of this fucking trauma, outside of our childhood wounds? And once you start practicing being that person on a regular basis, then things start to align, which is what you've started to see in your life, right? Yeah, and and it becomes less effort, more flow. Mm-hmm. It becomes, um, man, it becomes peaceful. I think that, um, and you know, I, I recently did. Um, I'm not sure if it was a video or a podcast. I've, I record so much lately that I don't even know what's what anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, we were talking about how happiness is peace and peace is happiness. And ultimately, isn't that what we're all striving to do? Why do we do all of this work? Why do we do the mindset work? Why do we do all of this? It's ultimately because we're searching for a place of, of um, mm-hmm. oneness with self and peace and happiness and joy and bliss, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be because, you know, whether you do it through amassing a lot of financial wealth, ultimately that's what you're looking to be able to buy, right? Mm-hmm. Is things or whatever for happiness. And so um, for me, being able to operate from this place has me actually for the first time being able to enjoy my work, enjoy and, and, and also know, um, be able to gauge when I'm not in the work, when exactly. I'm not in doing something that's in alignment because I feel it instantly. Like it's like instantly, like I'm I like, oh, whether it's a person, whether it's, a, you know, something I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to read or whatever. It's like the energy of it, you automatically feel once you've been able to um, clean up those things and, and align with exactly. that, which is really what is for you, right? And so, you know what I'm saying? So that's exactly. where, but, yeah. Now I was going to say, yeah. And the reason why you've been able to do that is because you've done the emotional processing, right? So the mindset work, the reading the books, all that stuff you were talking about, the habit stuff without addressing the emotional body. See, once you start healing that emotional body, once you start looking at the somatic stuff that's going on within you, right? Even identifying how does stress manifest in my body and why is that stress there? What is it telling me? What's the story that the stress is trying to tell me? What is it trying to tell me about what I'm um, I'm experiencing right now where I might have hidden stories about myself and others, then that leaves room for that intuition to kick in. But until you start becoming more in tune with what you're feeling and why, that what it's trying to tell you, that intuitive part that you're talking about isn't there. So we experience more struggle because right. we're trying to change through resistance, through that, through that fear, through that anxiety that we were talking about before, as opposed to being aligned with our truth. Like if we were in a space of feeling fully supported, and honoring what we felt was right for us, what would we do versus who we've been showing up as um, trying to avoid more pain, trying to avoid more struggle. And when we work together, <clears throat> one of the things that those questions were very instrumental for me, but not only, you know, how would I be, how would I feel? Right. I kept on constantly asking myself, you know, all these things that I say that I want, what's the feeling that I'm looking for and why can't I feel it right now? Mm-hmm. Why am I not feeling? Why am I not able to generate that feeling right now? And, you know, it, it'll have you realize that your thoughts are not in alignment with what's buried inside of you. As much as you may think all of these things and they sound great, they look great in your mind's eye, Mm -hmm. but, you know, doing this work has brought up so many, you know, abandonment issues and, and, um, low self-worth issues. You would look at me on social or whatever. You would think that, Oh, this bitch is kicking ass. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got confidence of the wazoo. Meanwhile, you know, the self-worth wasn't there. So the things that I'm saying that I want in this life that I'm aspiring to have into the experiences that I want, if I'm not feeling worthy of having them, how are they ever going to be able to download mm-hmm. my experience? Mm-hmm. Right. So That's- how important is it, you know, for people to know that, yeah, you can do the mindset work. Yeah. You can write the affirmations, but if deep down, there is a wounded girl inside of you that, you know, made an agreement very early on that you were not worthy of these things. Um, yeah, your will enough is not, is not big enough, is not strong enough to take you there. 
-hmm. There's gonna, you gotta, you can't, you can't fight that fight forever. It's exhausting. There's a better way. Yeah. Well, you know, that going back to what I was saying, exactly, because your anger had been the fuel this entire time. Once we started processing some of those emotions, processing some of that anger, that was no longer the fuel. You said, what, what do I want to feel and why I'm not able to feel that? Right. Once you started, think, think about what you started doing. You started taking action in life in alignment with how you wanted to feel versus coming from the space of I'm going to show the world or I'm going to prove that I'm valuable. No, you started just being and showing up in high value. Right. But we had to get rid of those stories first. And you said something important. You said when you start to look at the thoughts, you know, those thoughts are the breadcrumbs to the stories. They're the breadcrumbs to the stories that we've told ourselves, you know, not because we're flawed, but because society ingrained that in us, right? Well, we inherited our family, exactly. environment. You know, once you start realizing that, you know, you just happen to come from that space mm -hmm. or from, you know, that family, but you, you're not that. Mm -hmm. you, are, you are basically a, a shell that you can put whatever you want in there. Exactly. Right. And if something served you back then and got you here, then mean you got to keep it. Exactly. You can it and, and load up something different to take you there. Right. Yeah. To take you to that next level. Mm -hmm. And I had to get that. And some people don't make it with you. And some, you know, and you have to get out of that environment to rise to another one. And those, you know, those are all painful processes. And even more so, I think, when, um, you know, you have these ingrained beliefs that you're, are not addressed and that are having you kind of like almost anchoring yourself in certain situations or in certain, um, in, in certain, I want to say lies, lies out of your truths. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, like, for example, for me, I, I remember when we did, I remember distinctly where I was, um, we did a childhood regression exercise and I was like bawling and I mean bawling. And, um, and I remember all of the different things that were coming up for me that I just didn't even know were there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm creating in this life with all this shit inside me. Mm -hmm. Like, what if I didn't have that? How much lighter I could be and how much freer I can be. And so, and that's the work you do. That's what you help people do. And how amazing is that? And so um, as far as like, you know, a starting point with you, you know, what's the first thing you would say some, to someone if they are a, wanting to start their healing journey? I mean, I know where I started with you, but um, what would you tell them? You know, you, you feel like all of this thing that we just said is relevant. Okay. Where do you start? How do you start taking inventory and unpacking this for yourself? Mm, okay. Good. Great question. I mean, you know, I think you know what I'm going to say. It's going back to play method. Um, so step one is, and I tell you guys this week one, is the essence lay, which is stop and take 100% responsibility. And that one's a hard one for people, right? Because we all, that inner child that you were talking about that's wounded, that's been holding on to these coping mechanisms, because reality is they were necessary. They were necessary for you to get here, right? Survival. Really, yeah, it was part of your survival. All that fear and anxiety, that comes from a desire to survive. And there's an inner child in all of us that's using these survival tools to try to get to where we want to go, but that's gotten us here. It's not going to get us there, right? So step one is take 100% responsibility for how you feel. Now, this does not mean that you're 100% responsible for all the shit that happened to you and for the shit that people are projecting on you. Absolutely not. But you are 100% responsible for how you respond to it, which leads me to the L, right? Which is so we're going to look underneath the surface. In order to take responsibility, we're going to look underneath the surface by looking at which what you talked about earlier, which is, okay, what am I feeling right now? How is it that I want to feel? What are the thoughts that are associated with the current feelings that I'm feeling? Um, and what are some of the belief system stories that I might be telling myself that are associated with these thoughts and these feelings? Um, is there a story, which leads me to the A, adopting a new story. Is there a story that might better serve me on this journey? Because reality is the brain does not make up facts. It doesn't. It makes up stories. We know this. We understand that our reality, my reality and your reality, we could look at the same thing and see two different things. Why? 
because it's based on our perception, which is influenced by our past experiences, our cultural beliefs, what we've inherited generationally, right? It's so different for everyone, right? There's studies that have proven this. The difference between lucky people and unlucky people are that lucky people who just so happen to be like anxious. Oh, freaking stories. Yeah, who just <laughs> happen to be, they happen to be less anxious, so guess what? Their prefrontal cortex, that part of their brain that process things can see things differently. They're looking for the opportunity, not the threat, right? So we wanna look at, the reason why we use that S and that L in SLAY is to understand, okay, what are the perceived threats that my brain is, is looking at right now? And if I was looking at the opportunities instead, if I was looking at how I could change this to create the outcome that I really wanted in my life, what opportunities might I see? And so that's the A, right? Adopting a new story. And then the Y is saying yes to the new you. And that can only happen once you understand what your core values are. You know, what is it that I'm really trying to manifest for myself in my life? Who do I have to be? What energy do I have to embody more on a regular basis to have that? So for example, for me, um, when I decided that I was going to start this business with four months of savings in my bank account, um, I realized, shit, girl, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to be more bold, brave, and authentic. And so everything I did in life, every decision I did in life, the past two years has been bold, brave, and authentic. Mm -hmm. so from moving to Texas, to leaving certain relationships, to, um, you know, setting certain boundaries with my family, everything has been, if I was more bold, brave, and authentic, what would I do? As opportunities presented themselves and that fear kicked in that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I didn't allow it to paralyze me. I was like, well, girl, if you're being more bold, brave, and authentic, what would you do? Um, so that's what I would advise people is, you know, get clear on what it is. If you trusted you were being fully supported, what it is that you would want to manifest for your life. If you weren't holding on to those stories, to the, to the fears, what it is that you want in your life, um, identify three to four core values that align with that, that you could use as your anchor. And then on a day-to-day -day basis, take 100% responsibility for how you feel. Look underneath the surface every time that you feel something. See, a lot of people confuse their intuition for their feeling and a mm -hmm. bad feeling come up or fear comes up and they stop. They allow that shit to paralyze them in life. And what I like to tell people is these feelings are not a stop sign. They're a caution sign, meaning like the fear might be telling you that something is misaligned, but that's not what it's really trying to tell you is Go within to understand what your intuition is trying to tell you. Right. Instead and you of, might just need to course correct. That doesn't mean you have to It just gives you an alert. It's like a, you know, like a yield sign yes. on the road. Like slow yes. down. Yes. Look, at, look both ways before you merge into the yes. lane. You know, just kind the of. Same the same thing for positive feelings, by the way, because yes. sometimes, you know, sometimes a lot of the things that we go after are from the space of our trauma from the space of our wounding, meaning we're attracted to certain people or certain opportunities because they remind us of something that's familiar that maybe is toxic. And so I encourage everyone daily, that's why the S and the, and the L are so important, is start questioning your feelings more. Why is this a yes for me right now? Why is this a no for me right now? And based on what I'm trying, the life I'm trying to create for myself, is it really a no or is it really a yes? If it's aligned with my core values, it's a hell yes. And if it's not, it's a no. Yeah. And you said something, and I kind of want to unpack that a little bit because you, you said, you know, we all know about the fact that we make stories and we see things from different perspectives. And, you know, to be honest with you, having been doing this and talking to people, and I realized that we don't know that. People, a lot of people don't know that. And it's I want to talk more about that because it's so important. That's probably for me, like one of the biggest pieces that has changed the game for me is understanding that the story that I create around things that happen, um, you know, the stories are optional, right? Mm -hmm. And so I can make up any story. And so I can make a story up that works for me. Like I remember how many times my mother, when my father was murdered, my mom would constantly say, you know, um, we're victims and victims and victims. And then, you know, that became my story. Mm -hmm. And then I, I lived life through the victim lens. And so things would just happen to me. You know, people were, did me wrong. And, you know, like, it was just like, oh my God. And then until 
And I created victimhood at everything. Even like, you know, I, I would do something for my kids and then they would be like, you know, they would act ungrateful or something, you know, and then they are kicked the, that victim story. again. I'm talking about like in everything, right? Mm -hmm. Every area until I was like, but no. And um, I don't want to be a victim. The whole victim thing is not working for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not working for me at all because that's not taking me, like you said, to where I want to go. Because where I'm going, she ain't no victim. The, mm -hmm. one, the woman, the way she lives, the way she is, this badass Kara that I'm, you know, casting, she got none of that in her. Mm -hmm. So where is this coming from and how can I rewrite it? And I remember I took my son to do the landmark form because I was, you know, where my, I got initiated in that, in that thought process. Cause it was like all oh, this whole, you know, we're human making, we're, 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 um, uh, humans are meaning making machines. We give things meaning and that's the whole story thing. And um, my son, when he was finishing the fourth grade, he almost finished that grade with like zero friends. And it was all this victim mentalities. Everybody was doing something to him. It was, everybody was out to get him. And I was like, oh hell no, this kid just inherited my bullshit, right? So then I took him to New York and I took him to Landmark. And after the first day, the kid got it that, you know, he can choose how he looks at this and he can take responsibility. And if there's anything you get out of this, this whole podcast episode is you got to take that responsibility. You've got to decide, you know what, this is a story that I chose mm -hmm. and it feels like this because I chose this story. Mm -hmm. And yes, these things happen. And yes, they did do you wrong. They did. They sure did. But how you move forward, mm -hmm. what you decide to make your truth from that will either make or break what you're looking yes. to create. Yes. You can make your pain purposeful or you can allow it to pause your life. Right. And like you were saying before, um, and what I mean by pause your life is a lot of people don't realize that by holding on to the stories, they're still living in the past. And that past has already happened. So yes, more the loss. We're not minimizing pain here. You and I have both been through some pretty traumatic stuff and some pretty immense pain, right? But it's saying it already happened. So why? And I think the rebel in me, that's where the rebel in me serves me. You know, it's, it's my kryptonite and it's also my propeller where it's like the rebel in me is like, you know, this shit happened. I refuse to let it stop me from the future that I want to have. So I choose to look at everything. And part of Slay Method is inviting people to choose to look at everything as um, an opportunity. Like if this was happening for me and not to me, why might that be? So in every heartache, because, you know, we'd be naive to jump on this podcast and tell people like, oh, this is the solution to everything. You're never going to experience a tribulation again. You're never going to experience pain again. No, that's not the point of this work. We're healing no, to the day we die. I've been doing the work. I told you I'm in flow, but right before we started recording, what did I tell you? At every level, there's another devil. I yeah. had, the devil is a liar and I had to do it one fucking all morning, right? Yeah. I told you what happened. I'm still dealing with shit, the lifestyle. Yes. The difference is that now you've given it, you've given it different meaning. You understand every time it comes up, you're like, hmm, how is this going to make me stronger? How yes. is this going to make me smarter? How is this going to make me better versus victimizing yourself? I can't believe they did this to me. I remember when my reaction would have been like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like people do that? Oh, no, it's like, oh. I see you. And then uh, on top of it, I, you know, me, I'll be like straight up with the devil. I'm like, first of all, I'm about to light a candle. Okay, bitch. First yes. of all, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to light the freaking light into this darkness that you're trying to, you know, yeah. throw shade. I see it. Yeah. Okay. And I can actually watch it. It's like, oh, I'm up to big things. That's why you bothered. Yeah. Ah, you're bothered. Because what? I've unchanged myself? That made you mad? Oh, okay. It's a completely different approach. And it's not a woo-woo or whatever. It's like I'm, I've gotten here because I was able to look at those, you know, those very things that used to break me. And I was able to find a way to build tools to not let that ever be my reality again. Why would I, why would I see something that broke me and go back to it and let it break me again? Exactly. And you just said, it's not woo. You know, I think what, 
a lot of people don't understand when you look at the science of trauma and wounding in the body is that most of what's running the show a is subconscious and unconscious and b a lot of the experiences like a lot of what's fueling what you feel is somatic meaning between the ages of zero to eight where you were still developing your templates you experienced certain things it could have been as simple as you know dad didn't warm up the bottle enough when he fed me in the middle of the night because he was being lazy. And, you know, I, I screamed as a baby because, you know, I wanted warm milk. It could, stuff like that. And how that influences our templates, right? It's like, there's all this trap trauma. So a lot of what we do is teach you how to, you know, you may not be able to recall the specific memories, but it's teaching you how to get in tune with what you feel. Going back to what you were saying earlier, which is the most important part, because how we feel, it's not woo. How we feel dictates how we think, and how we show up in our lives. Absolutely. There's nothing about that. That is science. Yeah. And if something is triggering a feel for you, you might want to know what it is. And if it's not something that you want to run you anymore, because it's not a matter of, you know, it's what program is running you. These are programs. Yes. Like, I want to know if there's a virus, shit, I want to be able to get my antivirus up in there yeah. and get up. You know, you got to look at yourself that way. And so, um, you know, and you were talking about stuff about when you were between zero to eight, there's trapped emotions that we have that are passed on. Exactly. You know, by, by our, you know, pre previous generations and things like that. Yeah. And work where I've had to address, you know, things that came, I think one of the, 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 the exercises I did with this whole like trapped emotion thing, it went up like 27 generations. Oof. Of unworthiness. Yes. Generational trauma is a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing. And it's like, yo, I mean, okay, you may not want to delve into that. And I get it, but it doesn't mean it's not existing. It's like, you know, talking about, you know, I really don't want to believe in the law of gravity. Okay, no problem. Try jumping off a fucking building. See what exactly. happens. Exactly. You know, there are scientific studies that are proving exactly what you're talking about, you know, where they've put mice under high stress environments and they've seen that their offspring up to three generations later, later, without having experienced trauma, still have PTSD symptoms. Now, you speak to anyone who's part of Native American culture, they'll tell you that that's seven generations later. And so like generational trauma is a real thing. There's also scientific studies showing how it changes DNA, right? How stress changes DNA or activates certain diseases in the, in the, in the body, um, shortens lifespan and how it can shorten lifespan for generations to come. So these are real things. And like the science is catching up, right? The science is catching up to what the reason why I brought up native Americans is because like, this is ancient knowledge that was understood and known. And yet now the science is catching up to it. Right. But you're absolutely right. Like that's another thing that a lot of your uh, listeners can do too, is go down their family tree as far back as they can not only to identify the traumas, but for me personally, I felt like it's been a very important part of my healing process. You know, um, it can get really easy going back to the victim mentality. It can get very easy when you start doing this work to want to then blame our parents, blame their parents for what we've been through, our ancestors. And for me, one of the most healing things I could have done, especially to help further heal my relationship with my mother and my father is look at what their they had to endure and what their parents had to endure to understand that as much as I may want to victimize myself, you know, there were cycles that they had to break, even though they were not perfect for me to get to where I am. And my responsibility as someone who is more self-aware is doing this work has been given these tools is to do the best I can so that the generations after me do not have to continue to suffer with the generations of my past have. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding that, the generations that came before you gave you what they had. Exactly. They couldn't give you what they didn't have. Exactly. And they didn't know what they didn't know. Yes. And so to whom much is given, much is required, and where, you, you know, however you want to look at it, or you want to look at, you know, now you know better, you're going to do better. Like you're now hearing this. You can't unhear this information. It's a matter of, okay, um, if this is something that is happening out there, it's in existence, how am I going to um, use it to my benefit now that I know about it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I wanna shift gear a little bit with you because 
So although we've done a lot of this work, um, and I know you're not an astrologist, and I know you don't do the whole planetary whatever, but you do get these shifts and how they affect us energetically, these full moons, these new moons, and this, that, you know, that's something that, you know, I now being so damn sensitive because of this work, I feel it. it's like, oh, is this, is that is a new moon happening? Is Mercury retrograde yeah, again? Yeah, planet just let it to retrograde. Shit. <laughs> damn it. Okay. All right. So I got to go double down now. So mm-hmm. can you talk about that? Can you talk about these energies that are affecting us and how, um, you know, all of this stuff that is happening out there, you know, how interconnected all of this is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, just for uh, 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 edification, like, yeah, of course. A little of bit course. On that. Yeah. Um, well, I also preach outside of the four bodies. I also preach that we have an internal reality and external reality. I think that's pretty obvious. Right. And I think it's very naive of us to think that astrology, that planets shifting are not a part of our external reality, right? And don't influence us. Like, I, I still think that's really funny that people understand, science has proven that the moon can influence bodies of water, like the ocean and the seas, right? It influences the tides, but you don't think that it influences your body, which is made up of like, what, 98% water? Like, does that make any sense to you? So it can move a whole body of ocean, uh, water, which is the ocean, but here. it doesn't influence yours? No, no, no. Of course it's going to stir shit up. So um, for me, to be quite honest, again, I'm not an astrologer or any of that. I just, I work in the field of energy, just what comes up intuitively for me. And wh- on my journey, it actually happened by accident. It was when I first started having my spiritual awakening and I did not know that's what it was. I started journaling and I started noticing that twice a month I'd go batshit crazy. And I was like, what in the fuck is going on here? Now, again, because I didn't know what I was going through. I was, I was actually pretty, believe it or not, I was very crazy. Yeah, I was going batshit. I was just like, what? I could not control my emotions. Now this is early on in my awakening. I'm also very practical at this point. I'm trying to understand what all this shit is. Like, you know, I did not plan to ever dabble in tarot and spirituality. Like, this kind of like spirit kind of just like was like, guess what? You're it. Whether you like it or not. So, <laughs> you're going to do this work. You're going to do this. You. You like it or not. <laughs> and I'm still like, I still Google fact check myself. Like I'm like, hmm, why is this coming up? You know, but I started noticing when I started looking back at my journaling, I'm like, holy crap. Every time there's a full moon, every time there's a new moon, I am more sensitive. And this is why I feel, quote unquote, batshit crazy. This is why I feel like I cannot control or navigate my emotions. And so I started looking into it more and I started understanding like, oh, full moon is usually a period of release and new moon's a period of bringing in new energy. And then there's moons in between that are all about planting the seeds and manifesting the new energy. So um, I personally just like to understand, okay, what are some of the energetic shifts that might be coming up so that I could understand how that might influence my life because I got tired of feeling plot twisted and feeling blindsided and feeling like, you know, like having business plans and then being like, damn, I I had all this work planned out for myself and here comes this damn retrograde to kind of like, you know, throw in a wrench. And so I can't do shit. I can't even (laughs) wake up out of my bed. I got shit to do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I need to know what's happening in advance. So actually one thing that I'm I'm actually doing, I'm launching a membership program to do just that. So that I'm, so basically what I'm doing now is I'm reading, I'm looking into, I'm looking up because I'm not an astrologer. So I'm using the experts to understand, okay, what are the moon shifts coming up? What are the planetary shifts coming up? Things like we do have a Pluto retrograde, I believe right now coming up, which is going to start slowing things down. Um, you know, I, I'm starting to use that in combination with my intuitive gift uh, and using that in combination with tarot reading to read up for the energies that are coming up ahead and then giving you guys tools to navigate that so that you don't like you don't get stuck in the middle of it right or at least if you're knee deep in the shit you know what's going on you know what to do you have tools now oh my god because i remembered i had many instances where it's like why am i so heavy what is this and then finally i book a call with you and i'm like oh my god you're like oh honey everybody's going through it (laughs) exactly that's the combination that you were talking about right interaction reality it's like the, the moon shit, so internal external reality. Our traumas, our wounds are there. 
the changes in the in the planets are going to further expose some of the stuff that's going on within us. There's collective lessons that we're going through, but going back to 100% responsibility, if we understand that, if we understand the external shit, the planetary shit, if we understand the internal shit that's also influencing that, then we can choose how we wanna navigate those circumstances. We can use the tools to better process for sitting there and feeling victimized by it. Yeah, and it's like the knowledge gives you power over it. Not understanding it, not knowing what's going on, puts you at at the mercy of what's going on. And I think that that's more than anything what has happened for me in this journey is now I can just look at it. And I don't have a problem sitting in an emotion anymore because I understand what it is. It's energy Mm -hmm. in motion. Yes. It's not going to stay. I'm not depressed. It's not, yeah. it's, it's moving and I can be in it. The other day, the other day, I literally, I had a low day. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't explain why I was so low. Um, I, balloon. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just like, all right, I know that there's shit going on that probably I'm just not processing it's just processing you know there's so much stigma around emotions i was literally i was on a call with a group of ladies um we call we we call our little inner circle big chi energy (laughs) is the name of our group so basically we're all healers and we come together you know um we try to come together at least once a month if not every two weeks to talk about okay what are some of the collective lessons we're seeing um how how are we navigating them? How are they navigating them? So we can all, you know, just strengthen our skill set. And I was telling them, I was like, I've cried every day this week. I've literally cried through my CrossFit workouts. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm crying. But like you just said, you finally get to that space where you understand that I have feelings. I'm not my feelings. I have emotions. I'm not my emotions. These are just feelings flowing through me. And that's part of the process of healing. You're not judging them anymore. No. You're just really, no. you're allowing the, you're just, no, nothing's right, crazy. nothing's wrong, nothing's good, nothing's bad. It just, it just is. is. It yeah. just is. And I'm rolling with it and I'm letting it run its course. It's like, oh, you need to be in me for a little bit. All right, fuck it. All right, I guess this afternoon we're going to scratch the schedule. Yeah. It's happening. Can we just put everything back for tomorrow? Because, you know, there's nothing I'm going to do here. Like, I'm exactly. not, and it also puts me at a, in a place where, when I do have that high energy productive, you know, hour that or day, you know, I maximize it because I get that. That's also a gift, mm-hmm. right? That I get to be on high and I get to be able to do my thing and, you know, manifest and things like that. And when it's time for reboot, healing, whatever it is that's happening with me, I'm also ready for it. I'm here for it. Right. And I'm not making it anything but what it is. Yes. And so it's it's a whole nother experience of self. Yeah. It's another experience of creation. Right. Yes. And and I think the gift in it is you can observe your own unfolding and un, and 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 and, yes. um, and really your own um humanity. Yeah, humanity. More, more than that, your evolution, mm-hmm. your evolution from from um, you know space to space. I've watched myself evolve. Although I'm a big journal person, and you know I do all that, and I have it on paper. But <clears throat> there's another thing when you can just like look at how different you're reacting and how you know things that used to get to you don't get to you, and you're like, oh wow, look, I grew. I can see that something shifted. Mm-hmm. And, and with growth comes more power. It's a lot more power. I'm watching how I'm even influencing people around me without having to do shit. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you for saying that because that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like I wanted to actually put this up online earlier because it came to me and I forgot. So maybe it was just meant for your podcast. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, so many people come to me talking, you know, asking me about purpose. What is my purpose in life? And it's like, your purpose is just to inspire through your being, right? But many of us aren't capable of doing that because we haven't done the work to understand who am I really outside this pain, outside this trauma, outside of the influences that I allow to um, change how I show up, right? But all your purposes, you just said it beautifully, like literally, just by being Kara. And you don't have to do the work. 
But just by being Kara, you change people's lives. Being who Kara really is, not Kara who thinks that she has to do a certain thing to be lovable or be a certain way to be lovable. Just by being you, you change people's lives. Yeah. I feel so grateful every day that I'm like, yo, people literally pay me to fucking do what I was doing for free for years. People literally pay me to just be me. Yeah. And One who time. I am is someone who, yeah, who loves to listen to people, help bring them clarity, like be a guide. You are being that. And see, you know, it was Ralph Waldo Emerson. I read that essay in compensation many years ago. And it was that um, your, the marketplace will compensate you in direct proportion to the value you bring to the marketplace. Mm. Right. And so I think the work at hand is to increase your value by shedding the things that diminish your value. Thank you so much for saying that because I was a little bit nervous about where that's going. That was going because <laughs> you know people assume that value is tied to um, doing more. No, 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 no. Yeah. Value to me is being more. Unveiling it's more. Unveiling more things. Yeah. Being more of. Let me take that back. Being more of you. Yes. Being more of your, the essence of you. And, you know, unencumbered, really, by the shackles of your childhood wounds, of your, you know, things that happen, quote unquote, to you, and of your bad stories that you selected because you didn't realize you were selecting stories and that you didn't realize you had an option to select another story. Mm -hmm. So once you are able to shed that, I think, uh, and I think I know, um, there is another you that emerges way more valuable because, um, because you can be you. Yeah. And you don't have to be you. You don't have to be you for any reason but to be you. You're not being you because you want to please the crowd that you're in that day. You're not being you because you want, you know, your boyfriend or your husband or whatever, your kids to like you. You're not being you for any other reason but being you. And you're so unapologetic about it that it's like, y'all better either like it or you can take a hike and I'm okay with all of it, right? Because I like me. Yeah. I'm in love with me, yes. right? And um, you know, I had an experience last night. They're not gonna name the person, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was I was going to dinner and um you wanted to come to dinner with me, but had to go somewhere. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go eat by myself. And then, you know, the way I was being was so cool with being by myself that he had to like kind of rearrange to like make sure that he caught up and was with me. I was fine with just being, just rolling alone, right? But it's like, I didn't make him wrong because I didn't feel like there was anything wrong. Like I would have, if I had my wounds there, it would have been like, well, why does he even want to go out with me? Why does he, why is he choosing to go somewhere else instead of me? You know what I'm saying? All of these voices. And then that's when you know, like. Oh my God, thank you for saying that. And I don't know if this is going on a tangent a bit, but. That there's, it's so important for people to understand that there is room for more than one truth. That's what co-creation is about. There's room for my truth. There's room for your truth and not making people wrong for that. You know, I had a client come to me yesterday that was saying, was venting to me about her partner. And then it's long story short was basically like, well, what he's going through, isn't even that big of a deal. He needs to get over that. And I was like, no, 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 let's be mindful of making people wrong for their truth because trauma and wounding is not what happens to you. It's how you respond to that. And so it might seem unrelated to what you said, but it's really not because what you've done a great job at is disassociating between who you used to be when you were responding for your trauma and who you are when you are in an empowered space. Correct. Because and that it's not none of it is about me. Like someone is going through or, you know, like I can even watch some of the inner chatter that he was going through because he kind of wanted to be with me, but he had to do this. And then it was like this whole battle. And I'm like, just looking at it. And I was okay with either because neither choice did about me. me. Yeah. Neither choice meant anything about me. 
the choices had to do with whatever he needed to do in his world over there. Mm -hmm. I'm over here, right? And so if if any one of your choices end up ha end up having you even in my world, we're doing it side by side, not intertwined. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like there's no codependency. There's no I need you to validate me. I need you to do things so that I can feel good about me. I'm good about me 1,000% exactly. with or without whatever the fuck you're doing, right? And so, and I think that that's, if, if more of us could come from that place, we would, we would have a much healthier world because what's happening out there is that we're just bleeding on each other. Yes. We're all bleeding on each other because we all have these unresolved wounds and trauma and we're expecting the next wounded person to come and heal us when exactly. that's impossible because that person in, in himself is wounded and trying to figure yeah. it out. And so, oh, you like it. I, I can see your face like you're having a proud mama moment. <laughs> I am so happy. I so saw that. Like you had such a proud mama I'm moment. I was like, yes, girl. You oh, look like me when I see my kids graduating. <laughs> that is how I feel. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Yo, this conversation went along and I know we said we were going to have a hard time. Listen. We could do this all day and I'm going to bring you back for more. Um, I really, 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 really hope you guys got all this juice that was in here. Right. Yeah. And um, if, if our listeners want to follow you, consume you, work with you, please tell us how they can find you yeah. uh, and how they can themselves really leverage this, this gift of a human that you are out here. Please Thank tell you. us. Yeah, so uh, on IG, you can find me at Namaste and Slay. So that's Namaste and then the letter N and then Slay. And then my website is Namaste and Slay.com. So that's where you guys could find me. You could sign up for a free discovery call. If you want to dive deeper into your healing journey, see if I'd be a good fit for you. And yeah, until next time, guys. Until next time. I love you. <laughs> I listen. You are freaking incredible. This was a great year. I really enjoyed this conversation. Much love, girl. Thank you so much, love. Bye. Bye. You were just listening to the Unfiltered with Kara podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episode notifications. Also, if you found value in this content, please take a moment to like, comment, and share it with those you love. Until next time, much love and light to you and yours.